Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy a Brother podcast with me, Christy Taylor. This week we are chatting to the lovely Annika Cunningham, who is a teacher and blogger who very recently welcomed her new baby boy to the world. So first of all, we'd like to start the episode by saying congratulations, Annika, to you and your partner for bringing such a beautiful baby boy into the world. And we're wishing your family all the love, health and happiness in the world. But for now, let's kick into our intro. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? I'm not going to lie to you all. Um, I just recorded that first part of the podcast four times because I have forgotten how to introduce the podcast. It's really not even been that long. What's it been like three weeks maybe since I did a solo? Well, not a solo episode, but like a solo intro. Um, because obviously our last episode was, or maybe you don't know, our last episode was live in London with Naomi, our first ever live episode and probably the only for a while because <laughs> I'm obviously, I was just visiting London. I am now home in my, well, I'm not really home. I don't, I'm kind of a nomad just now between between lives, shall we say, in the summer. I'm waiting to move to my new place and I've moved out of my old place. So I'm just, just chilling at my parents, but can't complain this is my childhood bedroom I grew up in this room I mean I actually had a different room in the house for half of my life but besides the point this this is my home really truly is um yeah so I guess that's the life updates I'm back from London I went to London saw Naomi saw a bunch of other people did all the galleries like I when I say did all the galleries I didn't do all the galleries like I did like some small galleries that I'd heard about and we didn't really do any big touristy things. I kind of looked for like things a little bit off the beaten track. Cause that's my kind of my kind of thing. Because I have been to London before. So I wanted to change it up. And I uh, went to Brighton and then back to London. It was all very hot, sticky experience. Um, I'm glad to have a little bit of wind here today in Scotland. The weather has been killing me. If you're British, you're probably so sick of hearing people say that. But I just, I can't like with this heat anything over 20 honestly even 20 like for me it's it's not happening like I don't like it I can't handle it my body's not here for it and that that's it that's that's the situation so we're supposed to get heavy rain today in Scotland and I'm really hoping we do and it rebalances nature obviously I don't want anyone to get injured or have any flooding or anything at all like that I just find that after being really hot when it rains everything rebalances and um nature is healing as they say um but yeah it's been it's been interesting it's been a very sweaty time recently so that's kind of the life updates I actually the next time I record an introduction I think I will be in my new place or like almost it's very exciting so things to look forward to there so um yeah shall we just hop into our usual features because that's a little bit of the life update update there I don't really think I have much else to say so my small wonder of the week is um it's basic but I don't care you know after you've been away like travel like I haven't really been try. I suppose it's traveling like staycationing as they say because I'm I'm staying safe in these COVID times because just like a PSA to the rest of the world and like anyone who needs to hear this like we are still very much in a pandemic and I feel like maybe like 40 percent 30 percent of the world seems to have like just forgotten that 
and I just really like to bring that narrative back like be aware like live your life but just remember like we're still in a pandemic (laughs) maybe maybe just think about that sometimes before you make some choices but anyway we don't want to get too political so um just respect people you know respect others and that's getting political but okay I'm gonna stop now so anyway I've been staycationing and I'm finally home and I have to say Maybe I have two things here, actually. Well, the main one I was thinking about was sleeping in my own bed again. And it's kind of funny because this wasn't really my bed for you. But it's like, this is the bed that I've had since I was like 12. So it feels like it's always my MVP bed. And it's just so nice. Like, I love visiting people and staying with people and doing the whole thing. And Naomi had a perfectly comfortable bed. And we have really comfortable beds in Edinburgh. Don't get me wrong. Um, And Brighton was perfectly comfortable. But actually the Edinburgh bed is kind of like my second home so that was fine but like coming back to this bed after like being on the mega bus for 11 hours and being in London sleeping on Naomi's carpet one day because we had another friend over don't worry I volunteered and um being in a hostel and a bunk bed it's just it's nice like I missed my bed the other thing I will say is I have like a newfound appreciation for Scottish water I mean I've always known that our water was good and I've always loved our water but um I didn't realize just how good it was until I tasted the water down south in England because that really that just doesn't hit it's not good for my skin it's not good for my hair and my body and it's just no like if I live there for a while it can only be like a year or two because I'm sure I'll adjust but it just doesn't hit the same so I'm very grateful to be drinking delicious tap water again in my own my own place so that's sweet so I guess I have two small wonders of the week so next up we have what I'm engaging with recently so I have been loving reading again I think summer is really like the reading time I finally caught up on my goodreads I was like behind on schedules on the schedule to be honest I hadn't actually updated it in a hot minute either and I have some books which I can't put on yet because they're not on goodreads yet like books that are not published it's a long story um so I can't like say I've read them yet which is kind of annoying but regardless so I decided to venture out and find a little library in Edinburgh because I actually finished my book in Edinburgh and I was like oh no and I don't want to buy one so even though I bought two last weekend in Sterling but that's not the point I didn't want to buy one at the time so I was like oh I've seen these little libraries and they sound so cool and I want to get involved like I want to do that so I went to a little library and I switched the book and then I ended up reading that book so fast that I had to switch again before I went to London but that is a-okay with me because I I'm just I was just getting into it you know I read the other book in like two days I can't even remember it was like a kid's book I have a photo somewhere thinking about it it's like a class novel but regardless this is other one that I read I just loved it so much I've just finished it's called Bright Young Dead obviously not a kid's book um it's by Jessica I believe it's Fellows perhaps um, and it is part of the Mitford murders mystery. And I love, 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 love murder mystery books just so much. I just find them really interesting. And it's actually the second books, second book in the series. Uh, but I haven't read the first book or any of the other books. And I find it exceptionally 
like easy to follow like I wasn't lost or anything so just like a note that you really don't need to read them in order or anything and I really want to read the other I think there's three more now because I really enjoyed it so yeah that's what I've been reading or engaging with is that book which I've been oh I'm so sorry <laughs> I you went about a half ten last night which I've been loving obviously I've also been engaging with the Olympics and um I'm about to catch up on the men's triathlon after I recorded this because I couldn't stay up last night for it was too late for me. And the women's is tonight. And uh, congrats to our MVP, Alex Yee. We love it. We love to see it. We love a little GB moment. And, you know, congrats to Jonathan Brandley, though, for fifth place. I think we got a real shot at the relays um, come Saturday. So sorry, that was like my little triathlete geek moment. We'll move on. So, yeah, that's what I'm engaging with. So, our small business spotlight this week goes to, I am so sorry if I mispronounced this, but I'm trying my best, Carla Lanos, I think. Um, And I found, I think I just found Carla on Instagram randomly, or maybe on a Facebook group, and I am in love with her Etsy. So, on Etsy, it's Carla Lanos Prince and um, she's just from Derby England or that's where she sends them from anyway and she has the most gorgeous prints um, as I mentioned I am moving soon so I, I'm hoping I can hang things on the wall or do something or I don't know put prints on shelves or something framed because I am so in love with her design and the way that she does her illustrations and I'm also eyeing up her t-shirts. I really can't lie. Lie. I particularly love like the Flower Girl t-shirt. Um, I'm a big fan. But I honestly could spend all day looking at these t-shirts because and prints because I'm in love with all of them. So stay tuned for when I move because I have no doubt that some of them will be on my walls or I buy a t-shirt on my body. So, yeah, I'm obsessed. She also does um, phone cases as well, if that is your thing. So it's T-shirts, phone cases, and prints, as far as I know. And I highly, highly recommend at an affordable price point, um, but also staying unique and true to um, the small business world. So I'm a big fan. So up next, we have our poem of the week. So this poem was chosen by our guest for this week, Annika. Um, I always give guests the opportunity to pick a small business or poem they would like to highlight. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So Annika has chosen the poem Maggie and Millie and Molly and Me by E.E. E. Cummings. And I found it on poets.org, which is where you can find lots of kind of more popular poems if you want to read them. You have a poem sent to you every day if you like. I swear it's not an advert. Um, so I will link where I find it in case you want to read along or you want to read it another day or I don't know, maybe you really like it and want to put it on your wall. So yeah, let's go for it though. <clears throat> Maggie and Millie and Molly and May. Maggie and Millie and Molly and May went down to the beach to play one day. And Maggie discovered a shell that sang so sweetly she couldn't remember her troubles. And Millie befriended a stranded star whose rays five languid fingers were. And Molly was chased by a horrible thing which raced sideways while blowing bubbles. 
and May came home with a smooth round stone as small as a world and as large as a loan. For whatever we lose, like a you or a me, it's always ourselves we find in the sea. Oh, that was a nice poem. So, yeah, that is by E.E. Cummings. And like I said, the poem is called Maggie and Millie and Molly and me. So there we are. So now we're just going to hop straight into our interview with the lovely Annika. Um, Before I go and leave you all to enjoy that, please do remember to review the podcast if you enjoyed it. Um, Leave us a five star review. We love that. You can be featured on our Instagram. You can check out our Instagram at Fancy Blather. Head to the Facebook group, which is always linked in the show notes. Um, check out our website, fancyblather.com. And if you're listening along, please share on your Instagram stories that you're listening, what you're doing when you're listening, or just that you're listening in general. We love seeing people listening to our show. It's our favorite thing. And yeah, thank you so much for being a part of the community and enjoy the rest of this week's episode. Hello, so I am just hopping in here to let you know about this week's charity of the week. So this week's charity of the week is Black Visions. So to find them, you can head to Black Visions MN and they also have Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and I will link the website and then you can go via the website to all their social medias because that's probably the easiest way to do it or we will probably tag them in our stories on Instagram this week. So a little bit about Black Visions, their vision, first of all, is that they believe in a future where all Black people have autonomy, safety, and safety is community-led, and they are in the right relationships within their ecosystems. They are a Black-led, queer, and trans-centering organization whose mission is to organize powerful, connected Black communities and dismantle systems of violence. Um, so yes, I absolutely highly recommend checking them out to get to know more about them. If you are interested in getting involved, they do have jobs sometimes posted on their website. So if that is somewhere where you are looking to work, they're actually hiring just now. So that's a great opportunity for you. If that is what you're into, you can contact them. And you can also find out more about what they do there, about redistribution and about their um, and about their values and their mission and what they're all about. So like I said, it's blackvisionsmn.org and that should take you straight to their website or blackvisionsmn.org slash forward slash sorry home one. So yeah, please do go ahead and check them out as they are our charity for this week. So this week we are chatting to Annika Cunningham. Annika is a teacher and blogger from the state of Ohio. She lives with her two dogs and husband and her baby boy. She's passionate in the areas of personal development, health and wellness and education. So 
let's hop into the interview. Hello, Annika, and welcome to Fancy a Blather podcast. It is so lovely to have you here with us today. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course, no problem. So the first question that we like to ask every guest that comes on to the show is, um, what's your small wonder of the week? So when we say small wonder, it doesn't have to actually be something small. It can be as big as or, or as small as you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it may seem small to some, but it's pretty big for me. I finally finished up the school year a few mm-hmm. days ago which I've much been looking forward to. We started a little bit later than usual because of COVID stuff. So we went later than usual too. So I'm excited to be done. Nice. That's exciting. Amazing. Um, we've still got a little bit of time left here. I think there's still another week here for term. Um, have you had any moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving? And how did you overcome those times? There have been a lot of times I feel like, and I think it usually happens around times of like big life transitions or times of burnout. And when those times come up, I try to focus on what I am doing well rather than what's going wrong. And I think during those times of surviving, it's even more important than usual to make sure you're taking care of yourself and um, using self-care and self-soothing. And then once you're out of those times, um, I think it's important to ask yourself, like, what can I do proactively to make sure that I don't burn out as quickly or I don't enter into a season of surviving as quickly? Sometimes I think it's unavoidable, but I think there is some that we can manage to some point. And um, I think it's kind of just like a constant cycle going between surviving and thriving throughout life. So mm-hmm. I think to be gentle with yourself and give yourself grace through whatever season you're going through amazing I love that um term self-soothing can you like delve into that a little bit more I've never heard that used before what does that mean to you self-soothing so I think a lot of things surrounding self-soothing and self-care kind of just get lumped into Mm self-care but I think of self-soothing more as like I don't know, I guess things that make you feel good in the moment and like pamper yourself. And I think there's absolutely a place for those still, but like getting your nails done or like taking a bath Mm -hmm. or eating chocolate. Um, But I think self-care is kind of more like, it's not always pleasant in the moment, but it's stuff you still need to do to take care of yourself. Like maybe listening to a podcast for personal development or um, just like those proactive things to make sure that you're keeping track of your health. Amazing. I love that. Um, so what inspired you to start blogging and what's your favorite thing about blogging? So before I started blogging, I had like a different side project in network marketing, Mm -hmm. um, which was like health-based and leading people my age through like health programs and nutrition programs. And I found out through that, that I really enjoy encouraging and motivating other people. Um, And also during that time, I started getting a lot more into personal development and listening to podcasts and reading books. Mm -hmm. So kind of between like having a wealth of knowledge to share with other people and enjoying encouraging other people and also really enjoying writing. I thought that blogging was something that I would just try out to see if I like it. And I think it's turned out to be something that I really enjoy. I'm much more of like 
a written word person than a spoken word person. Um, yeah. I really like having time to like sit down and gather my thoughts and like rearrange my words and like really put out there what I mean. Um, I think my favorite part of it has been just being able to be a positive voice online because the internet can be like a really overwhelming place and yeah. negative sometimes. So um, just being able to be positive and like share with others what I'm learning has been a good experience. Amazing. I love that. So I love the name Growing Gracefully. What inspired the name? How did you come up with the name Growing Gracefully? Thank you. So it was first used um, as a name for my team when I was doing network marketing. Mm -hmm. And the way I came up with it was actually from two of uh, my recent words of the year. So like when there's a new year, I know a lot of people like to set goals or just like have intentions set for the year. Mm -hmm. And starting in 2019, I decided I just wanted to choose like a word of the year rather than set a huge oh, list. Cool. Of yeah. Um, and in 2019, my word of the year was grow. Um, I was going through a lot of transitions. I was graduating college, um, starting working for the first time, bunch of things going on. So I wanted, I knew I wanted to grow that year and focus on who I was becoming. Um, and then in 2020, after a year full of growth and transition, <laughs> I, I chose the word um, grace because I'm a super type A person. I'm very goal oriented. Mm -hmm. I'm always focusing on the next thing. And I found that I can easily like be too hard on myself. So I thought that grace was an important thing to go with growth. That way I'm not just always like pushing myself and focusing on what I can do better, but also like what I've already done well. Um, and grace to me really means like seeing the best in myself and in others. And knowing that no one is perfect, including myself. Um, so I put those two words together to get growing gracefully. Um, and I thought that was a good way to like communicate what I wanted to embody moving forward. Amazing. No, I love that. I think it is so important to always remember to give yourself grace. And I, I'm very type A as well. So I, I fully relate. <laughs> Something I, I'm always working on. Um, so I adored your series on your blog called Growth Through Any Season. Why do you like to share the voices of others as well as your own on the blog? What's the, what's kind of the idea behind that? Yeah, um, I did that because I think it's important to hear from a lot of different people and their life experiences um, in order to learn and grow yourself. Yeah. Um, I think um, when you're following along with a blog or like a podcast or a website, you're invested in that person and their story. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's important to branch out from that just to get the viewpoint of other people's experiences. And I especially did that because my blog is geared towards young women in their 20s and 30s, which is like such a short time span, like in reference to your entire life. But people are in such different places during that stage like some people maybe going back to school or just coming out of school or married with kids or there's just like so many different places you can be in during that time frame um and my friends were some of the people who kind of made me come to that realization um and that you can just grow through whatever your season you're in no matter what that looks like or what that looks like compared to your friends so um since my friends were the people who inspired that, I wanted to also share that with the blog readers. And mm -hmm. um, that way, wherever they were coming from or reading from, they would hopefully find inspiration from someone who was in the same phase of life they were or draw lessons from other people who were in a much different space they were. 
Amazing. I love that. Um, so switching gears a little bit, what led you to teaching? Um, what led you to that career path? And then there, it's kind of a twofer. So then what is the hardest part of working in education? Also, what is the, the best part of working in education for you personally? Obviously, it's very subjective. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I decided that I wanted to be a teacher when I was still in high school. Before I settled on the idea of teaching as a career, I knew I wanted to do something with kids. Um, I thought that could look like being a pediatrician, but ultimately I decided on teaching. We had a class called Career Explorations where we had a day to go job shadow a profession and I chose teaching. And um, after spending the day with the teacher and kind of seeing the behind the scenes of it too, I decided that's what I wanted to do myself. So I kind of just pursued it from there. Um, and even before I graduated with my teaching degree, I still tried to take every opportunity that I could to be around kids. So a lot of my part-time jobs or volunteering revolved around kids too. So um, tutoring, I taught swim lessons, before and after school care, summer camp, childcare. Um, I was spending a lot of time around kids as much as I could. Um, I would say the hardest part of being a teacher is everything that comes with teaching that's not actually teaching and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I don't know I guess if you're not a teacher you may not necessarily think about it or realize it but like lesson planning professional development going to meetings communicating with parents grading like there's so much that comes with it that's not actually so much teaching. paperwork yeah <laughs> endless endless paperwork lots of paperwork yeah um, and I'm sure it's probably the same way in other countries, but I know in America, at least there's a lot out of your control when it comes to teaching, like mandates from the mm -hmm. federal government, the state government, even just locally, like within your school district. Um, no matter like how good your intentions are, like if you want to do a certain way, sometimes it's hard to do things certain ways just because of mandates. And um, I think you're like technically an employee of the government <laughs> when you're a teacher. Mm -hmm. So at least in public schools. And then I would say my favorite part of teaching is definitely the kids and making connections with them. Um, last year I was a first grade teacher and I always knew that I wanted to be with younger kids. Um, but this year I did K through fifth reading. So I got to experience more grade levels mm -hmm. than I've worked with before. And even though it was different, it was still very similar in the respect that it all revolves around the relationships with the kids and making connections with them. And when you do that, you can help their learning a lot more than you can if you're just there to teach. So definitely the kids is my favorite part. Amazing. So what advice would you give to people currently considering teaching as a career or maybe just advice to fellow teachers that you have learned throughout your, I think we can always benefit from each other in any workspace, whether they are more experienced or not, everyone has knowledge to give. So what advice would you give? Um, so I will say that teaching isn't for everyone, but if you're even considering teaching as a career, I would say definitely go out and explore it because there are some people who also know, like I can never be a teacher. So if you have any sort of gut feeling, I would encourage that person to just pursue it or at least start going towards it. and 
um, since teaching does revolve around kids, even if it's like high school age kids, or you can even call people in college kids still, I guess, um, just spend time with them in different settings, even if it's not teaching. Um, so I think what I did was really beneficial, like between high school and graduating college, just spending time with kids as much as you can, both in and out of the academic setting. So um, like summer camps versus tutoring, they're both very different, but they're both still with kids. Um, and if you don't know what age of kids you want to work with, kind of like explore all the different um, age ranges. Or if you do know, try to spend time with that specific group of kids. Um, and I don't know, I think it works different in every place, like even between states in America or between countries, but mm -hmm. in some cases you can even like substitute teach before mm -hmm. graduating from college. Um, so yeah, I'd say go for it if you have any desire whatsoever, just like even a thought this could be cool. Um, and then let's see if I had anything else. Also seek out other teachers too, people who are already in the profession or mm -hmm. other people who want to be teachers too. And especially if you're just considering it or just getting started, I would suggest those being more positive people who have a positive mindset towards teaching. <laughs> if you ask a teacher who's like about to retire, like hasn't had a very smooth career, they're gonna tell you something discouraging or very different than a teacher who enjoys their job. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I love that advice. Um, have you ever faced rejection in any of your chosen career paths throughout life or just in life in general, maybe even in hobbies? And um, how do you handle it if you have, or how did you handle it? Um, yeah, I'll focus on teaching, even though I just sure. finished my second year and I'm still very early in my career, I feel like I have already faced a lot of rejection, especially that transition coming out of college into finding a job for the first time. It's really mm -hmm. tough. Um, when I was first looking for a job, I probably applied to like about a hundred positions, not yeah. even exaggerating. I'm just trying to get something. And I took a lot of interviews, but um, I had a lot of interviews that I didn't get, or I'd never even heard back from districts or about different positions. And that was really discouraging coming out of college because it kind of made me question like, am I even meant to do this if I can't find a job? Mm -hmm. Like, shouldn't this be easier to get into the career that I've been preparing for this whole time? Um, but when I face that hardship, and I try to do this in general too with any hardships, is to just um, try to speak positive thoughts over the negative ones, or if that's too difficult, try to just react to your negative thoughts with neutral ones. Um, like when I was thinking, is this even meant to be for me? It's kind of hard to go from that to, I'm gonna find the perfect job for me and it's all gonna work out perfectly, but just like there may be purpose to this and whatever happens is meant to happen. Um, so I think that's kind of important to do with any sort of rejection. And I think it's a lot easier said than done, but I think it's still important to try and not let yourself like get caught in a downward spiral. Perfect. So the next question is, how do you define success or what does success mean to you? Like if you look at someone and say that's a successful person, like what are the defining attributes for you personally? So I think that success looks different between each person and then mm -hmm. also in different seasons of life. 
like um, we've already discussed surviving versus thriving. So like mm-hmm. if you're in a surviving season, um, success might look like um, getting up on time or cooking yourself a meal at home or um, taking a nap when you need to. But if you're in a season of thriving, then success is going to look a lot different and maybe like making bigger moves. Like you see people mm-hmm. getting a job or moving into a house or getting married. I think that can look like success. Um, but I think ultimately success is listening to what you personally want and need and following through on that. And I think sometimes that can even look the opposite of what success is typically perceived as. Like it may look like quitting a job or breaking up with someone or doing something that may seem crazy to other people, but it's what you really need in the moment. So I think success is very different person to person and season to season. Perfect. I love that answer. So how, this is a little corny question that we like to ask everyone that I came up with. Um, How do you ensure the capital H in hustle is health? I like that question. I think it's important (laughs) because I think in like hustle culture, it can be very easy to lose yourself or just taking care of yourself. So I think this kind of also goes back to self-care versus self-soothing. Mm-hmm. I think in a season of hustle, you have to be very proactive with your self-care and making sure that you're doing things along the way to take care of yourself and not waiting until you get burnt out and then mm-hmm. giving yourself a break. Um, I know for me personally, there have been seasons where I've just like run myself too thin and I've like physically gotten sick or I've just gotten very burnt out. Mm-hmm. And when those things happen, it's usually at a very inconvenient time. (laughs) Like when you work yourself to the point of like physically being sick, it's like a forced break that Mm -hmm. you may not want in that moment. But if you're giving yourself what you need, like through the season of hustling, then you won't get to the point where you need to take a break. You're like kind of weaving it in. And I think you kind of need to make a balance between work and rest, um, Mm -hmm. between hustle and health and have those go hand in hand rather than like going through a cycle of hustling and then resting. I think it all needs to work together. Perfect. Perfect. So So what what are some of your thriving moments from your twenties? So I feel like for being in my mid twenties, I've already hit quite a few like major Mm -hmm. milestones. Um, I've gotten married, graduated college, um, gotten a career using that degree moved into a house. I'm about to become a mom for the first time. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm excited. It's going to be any day now, which is kind of crazy. (laughs) But um, I think thriving is a lot more than just hitting milestones or doing what society like praises and expects Mm -hmm. of people. I think even more than those things, I've been more proud of just like taking time to learn more about myself and um, knowing my motivations Um, my desires, my fears, like ultimately what I want to do in life, not just like with a career, but like the kind of impact that I want to make. I think um, that's been more of thriving for me, spending time in personal development, because I think even if you're hitting milestones or you're not, or you're making big moves or you're not, like you are the person that you spend the most time with. So if you know yourself better, Mm -hmm. like you can make a better impact in the world. So I think that's been the biggest point of thriving for myself. 
Amazing. Yeah, I think that's so important to always make sure that you you're in touch with who you are and you know who you are and you value who you are because at the end of the day <laughs> this is the only you that you've got so this is, you're the only one that's there from day one till the end so I think that's so important um if you had to sum up your 20s in three words so far obviously um what would they be this is a tough one um <laughs> I think instead of just listing three things, I think maybe a phrase that would mm -hmm. describe it. Yeah, sure. A learning experience. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's a good one. Perfect. So um, now we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. So it's just like this or that kind of thing. And um, if you want to give an explanation, you can. Um, so first thing, um, physical books or audiobooks. Physical books. Um, snow or sunshine sunshine for sure <laughs> pens or pencils pens um hot or iced coffee iced coffee and then flowers or succulents succulents and then podcast or radio podcast <laughs> um so where can our listeners find you Annika shout yourself out let them know obviously everything will be linked in the show notes as per usual but feel free to use this opportunity to plug yourself yeah, so you can find me at my blog, which is the website www.growinggracefully.blog. Um, lately, I've been posting weekly. The schedule might be changing a little bit with the baby on the way, <laughs> but I'm on there pretty often. And then as far as social media goes, I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is at Annika.Bria, which is my first dot middle name, A-N-N-I-K-A dot B-R-E-A amazing and then finally we like to end off every interview with this what have you been engaging with this week so it's just a recommendation really you can an exercise class a podcast a book a notebook a pen what whatever you've been loving recently um lately I've been trying to read a little bit more since mm -hmm. I have more downtime since summer um one is kind of I guess specialized to pregnant people wanting a natural birth, but I've been reading Natural Child Childbirth the Bradley Way. And then mm -hmm. I've also been working on a personal development book called U-Turn by Ashley Stahl, which is kind of about like finding the right career path for you or just like um, thriving through whatever career path you're in. And then I'm always listening to podcasts and my favorites lately have been Empower Her with Keisha mm -hmm. Gerald and she with Jordan Lee Dooley. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on this week, Annika. It's been lovely to chat with you and um, everyone else. You can find Annika in the show notes and have a good week. Bye. That is all for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please do not forget to review and to follow slash subscribe depending on which podcast platform you're using so you can stay up to date with everything Fancy Blether and never miss one of our episodes. You can also head to Instagram at Fancy Blether or check us out in our Facebook group which is always linked in the show notes or on our website fancyblether.com and you will hear from me and Naomi next week for our next episode of Small Talk. So have a good week. Bye!